down to Texarkana for some midnight boogaloo. Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, and you are listening to Riley Engelin, otherwise known as Rowdy. He is back for another 25 minutes with me, and I am so excited. But before we get back to this interview, I just want to make sure that everybody knows how you can follow me on social media. Make sure you go to MotivationalCowboy.com. There you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm, I'm everywhere. You can follow me again, MotivationalCowboy.com, and we're going to jump right back into episode number two with Riley Engelin, otherwise known as Rowdy. And I tell you what, we only got another 25 minutes, Rowdy, so I'm going to jump right into this. I can't thank you enough. Uh, we Last episode, we were talking about you writing music and stuff like that. Well, some of your your songs, Hide the Bottles, Why I Hunt, Chevy um, Chevy in the, in the Road, uh, back, back to the Country, Garage Boys, where or how... Do you draw your inspiration to write a good song come from? How does Rowdy do it? That's an awesome question. Um, so that song you heard on the, uh, the, the sign-on is called Dixie Queen. And I wrote that song, man, 2014, 2013, 2014. Um, you know, who I'm writing with, uh, there's been a lot of co-writes. And then um, just where I'm at, obviously, it, 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 in the, the moment in time that I'm um, writing, because um, I'm always writing. I've always got a song in my head. I'm always put, putting something to paper. I'm always singing a melody, something new. Um, and then there's some that stick with me and they kind of spawn on new thoughts. Um, but those songs that you listed, those are songs I've written over the past you know, six, seven years. Um, and then like the newest record I came out with with Aaron Gillespie, um, it's just called Rowdy, self-titled. You can find it on all the platforms, iTunes, uh, Spotify, there's, there's a few different rowdies out there, but you're looking for this one. This is a real rowdy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, and those songs, honestly, it kicks off. It's the road, and it goes to a song called Balladeer, and then it goes to um, a song called Revival, and then it goes to a song called Dixieland, um, and a, a song called American Made. And, and then through the whole record, is each one of them is a story, a reflection of a moment that I've experienced or shared with somebody within the past, you know, six or seven years. Um, yeah. The road being all about touring with the guys um, and, and being, out, being out on the road and, and literally getting the, the, the best content through the biggest widescreen TV, uh, you know, going 75 miles an hour with the whole world in front of you of a tour bus. Or 500 um, miles per hour on an yeah. airplane. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Which is which has totally happened. That I was watching. Um, I don't know if you saw that film with uh, um, um, oh, what's what's the name of the film? It's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's it's a primitive film. It's a fur traders and fur trapping, and it's like pre America Constitution. But his name his name of his son in that movie is called is Hawk. But I was flying on a plane to Europe, I think it was, and watching that movie and just watching the moment he has with his son. And it just it, it just absolutely floored me. And yeah. that inspired that was an inspiration of, of providing in my in my eyes um, to the name of my son. Um, I you know, name my son after, you know, it's a messenger. Uh, it's a messenger of good news. And, I, you know, that inspired, like I said, naming my son. 
Um, but like, yeah, so traveling has always been the biggest inspiration, relationships with people. But then I really go back to a lot of my favorite things growing up in the South, working on a farm or knowing about the stories of my family working on a farm or my dad being a mechanic, um, you know, making sure that he provides for his family, but keeping his cash clean by the how dirty his hands were. Just let us know how clean his work ethic was, you know, and. So just, I mean, it touches on everything. And then, of course, my wife, um, I, the story behind her and I is, is, is so much to fill this whole you know, episode and probably a few more. But, have, um, have you ever written was, a song about her? Oh, gosh, I've written so many songs about her. <laughs> now, um, does she always know which, that? Do, does she always know the songs about her? And do you ever get always. nervous to record it and then her say, oh, really? You really feel like that? Huh, Rowdy? You really feel like that? <laughs> well, my wife Amanda, she always gets to hear the songs before anything happens to him. So if if she's not right there in the house or right at the you know where I'm recording it in, in the office or studio, if she hasn't already heard it yet, I, you know her first glance if she has been which she intentionally listens, but her first glance after I play a song or record it on a voice memo to send it to the boys, you know, I'll come out and she'll be like, what was that one about? You know, like, <laughs> like what, what was that one for? You know, and some of them I've, I've looked at it and been like, well, that one's about us. And that was about this morning. And it was about, you know, you, you know, you being frustrated, me, me, you know, or, or it was about the, some of the best times that we've experienced together. Like some of the most, uh, like I said, r romantic and, and emotional songs about how much I love her. Um, <laughs> Like they've 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 came out so amazing and then some of the most um frustrating and songs of loss um like if i'd be lost without her you know and then like just in a, the the song balladeer on the record uh rowdy record is just a testament to who i was and who i still am but she came along and, and basically shook the dust off from the trail and cleaned up this highway man and and she found me like a feather frayed in the rain you know um is she your biggest like, cheerleader Yes, and my daughter and my mother. So, and That's they're all awesome. three here. So after this is over with, I, I come out there and my daughter's the first one to start clapping for me. And oh, that is it's so awesome! Absolutely. Best. Hey, Riley, um, hang on one second. I, I I think that we do. Guys, do we have a um, a sample of the video? Oh, awesome! Hey, l watch this, Riley. The guys dug something up. Oh, okay. It's you and your boy. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. That is, that is so cool. So how long did it take you to learn how to play that? Oh, man. I mean, I've been tooting on a harmonica since I can remember. I mean, we used to go to Cracker Barrel. Of course, who hasn't gone to Cracker Barrel? Right. And you go to the you go to the you go to the toy section. And I, that's the first thing I looked for was something musical, something that was cool that I didn't have. And I always I had so many, so many of those little cheap harmonicas growing up and and that's something I don't know. I've always leaned into. You know what's funny 
is is that the harmonica, a reed instrument, like something that moves the the, the motion of its music is off of air. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and that's a, that's every instrument when it comes down to it, whether it's amplification or if it's performance. You know, air moving air has always been just something that moves me emotionally. And so an organ, you know, an organ with a Leslie cabinet or an organ, just an organ in general, or, you know, like I said, a a harmonica or, uh, you know, anything that involves like a harp, a harp sound. Um, I don't know. It's always been the most appealing thing and it just moves me from the inside. And, And some of my favorite musicians have always, had a you know a, a little bit of a, a harmonica in their pocket ready to go anytime that they're out there on stage ready you know ready to to blow one out or not so um I, I, you know that that video you saw my best one of my best buddies Max Gensler he actually put the video together that you saw at the first half of the show too he put that one together when we were down in New Mexico recording uh, my rowdy record and you saw Kenny Riley who is uh He's the producer and um, mix engineer there at the studio Rio Grande uh, Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then, of course, you saw my best friend, brother, Aaron Gillespie there. He was the producer of the record. Um, And being down there in a 400-year-old Adobe mud building that, that used to house outlaws and, and, and sheriffs and, and so, some of the most you know, prominent cowboy figures in the Southwest, like that, that house has seen so much history. And we found double barrel shotguns, a 1700, back in 1760 something, a Texas Marshall double barrel shotgun. You know, that was, that was definitely taken from the hands of a Marshall and brought to New Mexico. Um, (laughs) And I mean, that place is just full of spirit. It's full of just vibes, you know, the mojo there, as they say, um, it's just unbelievable. And I would say that there's a cowboy there that's always singing. And I wanted to bring my songs there and let that cowboy sing on my records. Um, so it's like just going to places like that, uh, just a story. It's all about the story for me. I, I want I want meat on the bone. I want something people can sink their teeth into that can, they can wrap their heart around and really feel it, change them or feel it, motivate them to do something, to do something better for themselves. Um, that's music for me. That's life for me. And you lead my, by example kid, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that's I'm, for much as I'm a father, you have to, and, Amen, brother. um, you know, my children, like my son, he's, he's just turned one earlier this year and his name's Hawk Anthony Dale. And then my daughter, Bristol, Michelle Lee, she just turned five this, this, this year. And, and both kids, I mean, I, I'll turn 40 next year and, and I'm, you know, I'm a bit of an older father, but I, I felt like I needed to store up wisdom to give to a child. And that's why, you know, me and my wife, we, we waited. We wanted to just make sure we were in the best place, you know, psychologically and emotionally to be able to take take a kid, bring a kid in this world. And not to, not to mention taking them on adventures, taking them out on the road. That's been a beautiful thing, too, is yeah. I travel with boys that love to bring family along, you know, touring out, um, you know, whether it be for Rowdy or the Almost or Under Oath, they're always welcome to be a part of the package. And that was what I was saying is everything's under one roof. Under Oath and the Almost and Rowdy, we all share a lot of the same aspects of, of you know, management. We, we share a lot of the same leadership and, and a lot of the same tools. Um, when we tour, we're usually using all the stuff out of one garage, out of one storage <laughs> unit. So 
Um, but I'm thankful for that, you know, and, and I'm thankful for the men that have come beside me to my left and my right to encourage me. And we're also, we're all fathers. We're all husbands and fathers. And that goes to really push this value system forward. And it keeps us in check while we're out on the road, traveling, wherever it may be. We always take home with us. We're always at home. I have a few songs that talk about that too, about, you know, you could turn any place into your living room. Uh, you just need the right elements, the right people and the right things. You know, when we're, when we're in Europe and a race comes on, we're, it may be, you know, so early in the morning because the race is coming on at night, right. but we don't care. We don't care. We put our shirts on and we'll get an ice cold one and we'll sit there and we'll enjoy the race just like we do at home. So. I love it. Hey, so listen, this question just came in on, on social media and that is, you know, you talk about family, you you talk about writing a great story, you talk about living a story. Talk a little bit about they want to know, you know, you they look at people like you and everybody wants your job. They want to go on tour. They want to be part of something that, that, that tours because the gypsy lifestyle is, is pretty cool. You know, I mean, I've been doing it for 20 some years. I get it. This person wants to know what it's like to be on a tour bus traveling all over the country with six other guys on that tour bus. (laughs) Double that. (laughs) There's 12 of you on one bus. Oh yeah. Oh, Okay. Hey, hey, Rowdy, if you don't mind, we got a caller. If, if you don't mind, uh, we have a caller. Uh, and then I want you to answer that because that that's a social media question. And I want to know the answer. I didn't know you were on the bus with 11 other dudes. <laughs> so That's hey, right. That's right. Who do we got on the line? Oh, Becky from Virginia. Hey, Donnie. How are you? Say hello to Riley. He's a huge NASCAR fan, Becky. Hey, Riley. Hey, Becky, how are you? Good. Hey, Becky, do you see what shirt Riley has on? No, I, 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 no, I haven't had a chance. No, I didn't. It's Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Becky Riley is a huge NASCAR fan, and um, I've met Becky years and years ago at Bristol, Tennessee, which is right down the street Ooh, from nice. you, buddy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Becky, that that's one of your favorite racetracks, isn't it, Becky? Yes, it's the only track we we go to, actually. Yep, and then you always go with your dad. It, it's daughter-dad uh, weekend, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Becky, so what, what, do you, what have you been up to, Becky? Anything good? Uh, no, but actually, the reason I called in... And I just want to, you know, as with, with what's going on with Bubba, I just called in to, to voice my, kind of my frustration at everything. That I, I commend Bubba for standing up for this. But it's crazy that, that what he has to go through. Because, you know, Johnny, you, you've, worked, you've interviewed Bubba before. Yep. I've I've interviewed Bubba for a long time. Yep, and he's a, he, and yeah, he's a great guy. It's so so wrong that he that people think that what had happened at Dega was planted by him. Yeah, well, that's uh, we'll we'll definitely. I appreciate you bringing that up, and and um, we'll get uh, Riley's um, thoughts on that. I appreciate you calling in, Becky. I really really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to go ahead and answer that question um, while you are uh, listening. Okay, great. Awesome. 
Well, you know, I I, I, I have to know um, about your the tour bus and stuff like that. But since Becky brought it up, and, and NASCAR is a, a really, really big um, – it's a big part of your life, has been a huge part of your life. Um, go ahead and answer Becky's question. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it, Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's sad. It's, it's, it's sad, but you know what? I don't know about how you were rowdy yesterday watching, um, watching, uh, the, the beginning of that race. Um, if people didn't get emotional, Oh yeah. Um, I don't remember. I've been around NASCAR for 20 years. I've uh, been interviewing drivers and, you know, and team members and everything else. I've never seen so many people come together for one common cause as I did yesterday. Yeah. I, so, I mean, we, um, I was actually the, the night it happened. So you had the, you had the, they tried to kick the race off. Then you had the rain delay. And yep. then the news kind of started, you know, flooding out about the instance in Bubba Wallace's garage stall. And that night, me and my boys, we, we do a text chain. It's called the grid. So it's mm-hmm. our own little hub, you know, a little race hub. Um, and I got on there and I said, man, Talladega and NASCAR and Fox need to put this situation on blast. They need to make a spectacle of this and they need to show the intolerance of this situation of how we're not going to stand for any of this. We need to burn this hate to the ground and it needs to not exist. And so I actually got on the handle, like I said, NASCAR's handle, NASCAR and Fox, uh, everything, every outlet that I could reach. And I got all my boys to do it too. And the next day, um, when we heard Mike Joy, his, his it was unscripted what he said at the beginning yeah, of that race. I know. And he just he blatantly said the issue, and that made my heart just burst with joy that they would take so much pride and responsibility. Yeah. And then you see the outpouring of love and support from all the drivers and the crews. And I think it surprised Bubba because they went to push his car out to take it up front. And then here comes Kyle Busch. Here comes Corey LaJoy, Kevin yep. Harvick, Ryan Blaney. And they're all pushing yeah. Bubba's car to the front of the grid. Yeah, And it just, it rocked the world. It's like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us is what that said. And yep. that made me so proud. So to go back to what Becky asked, it was absolutely disgusting. Somebody should most definitely be fired. And and there's a lots of other words and things that I think should be done to this person. But I, I'm I'm also a gracious man. I'm a I'm a dad and yeah. I'm a husband and and I'm I'm, I'm a gracious man because grace has been given to me. But it is unacceptable to show any any type of of, of segre- segregative or or any type of partial attention. Or, or any to, to basically split us up as humans in different sex of race is wrong. We're yeah. one human race. God made us all to bleed and breathe oxygen, and we're all one human race. There's not one of us that's better. There's not one color of us that's better. We're all the same, and that's where this world is moving to. And Bubba has been the loudest voice in the sport of NASCAR to make sure, to make damn sure that people understand that. It was one thing to, you know, people have talked about it and, it, and, and it's easy to 
to to run your mouth about you know oh, yeah. we're we're one we're one but it's another thing to actually come together and do what they did yesterday they showed exactly what you said right. hey listen you mess with one of us you're going to mess with all That's of right. us and and I mean I'm getting goosebumps as I'm even saying that or watching the uh the picture on on the screen it 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 just showed the the emotion. Even Bubba afterwards, he got out of the car and he just started sobbing like a baby, in, 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 in Bubba style. But Bubba also did the uh, you know the whole selfie. He's like, "Hey, listen, I got to capture this moment too." You know what I mean? Because Dude, Bubba when, is a great when, guy. You know, I, I I've got to interview when, him for years, and and he's just a great great guy. That's amazing. He's a huge fan of Under Oath and heavy music and some of our good friends out there. In I know we talk Red. about it all the time and, on the, at the Chevy stage. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's all about Matt Griner. I mean, he's a drum. Bub is a drummer. You yeah, know? He, he sure he, is. Uh, and I haven't had the, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him just yet, but he loves Aaron and uh, Aaron's reached out to him and, and, and just, you know, just to check in and say that we're supporting him. Um, but to see Richard Petty come up and rub him on the back and, oh, and was that and, oh. and, and Class act, ah, just drop, classy, drop classy. me, drop me. It, leave it to leave it to a team like that and, and a person like Bubba to, to be so so insulted, but also leave it to the to the king to come and absolutely soothe and say, hey, we're all here. This sport means nothing. All the wins in the world and all the championships that I've ever won mean nothing. But this moment right here means everything, and that. It's so admirable. It's so honorable. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is really cool. Hey, listen, man. Just with the four or five minutes left of the show, you um, you're a huge NASCAR fan. I know you got Jimmy Johnson's shirt on. Are you just a fan of Jimmy Johnson, or did you just find the shirt on sale? I mean, I mean, what's the whole thing with Jimmy oh. Johnson? Why why are oh, why are you no. a seven time champion? You know, fan. <laughs> Real quick, I'm gonna go back and say twelve people on a bus because we're family and that's how we do it. We're not afraid to be at each other's <laughs> necks and smell each other through the day because we love each other so much. Because we're truly we're we're a posse of cowboys and we ride together. So I love that's how I, we do it. I love that. Have you ever written a song though about you and your team on a tour bus for you know months oh, on end? Yeah. Oh yeah! First track on that last rowdy record. It's called "The Road." Yeah, for sure. And this new record that we're putting together with Tucker Wilson on drums. He plays for um, Justin Moore in in, in, the, yeah. in the on season. And then my buddy uh, Daniel Shiflet, who I love very much. He's he plays for a, another big machine artist, Daniel Bradbury. And my buddy JJ Ravel down in Tampa. He's production manager for Under Oath. And of course Aaron Gillespie, my brother, I, I work for in Under Oath. We all as a band collectively. Oh yeah, James Westfall, call him the Rev. He's from Houston, Texas. He's he's out there playing the keys and, and the organ. Um, we're putting a new record together, and it's all about just the brotherhood that we have and the best friends that we have in the world. Um, the grid, NASCAR lover. So anything that's hey, unifying hey. and. Co- Yep. No, no, no. Go ahead. I want to make sure I get, I want to make sure I get something in here. I just thought about this and I want to let you know that I'm going to be down in Nashville. I have to uh, go down to St. Jude. Uh, going to be spending a couple days there at St. Jude and then going from there to Nashville for a few days. So just make sure I will be in town July 17th. So just, um, Cool. Put that put that in so maybe we can uh you know get together or at least go watch, you know, some um you know, some music or play some music. I don't know. But hey, uh, listen, yeah, I'd love to see you. So listen, man, we're got two and a half minutes. Let's talk some NASCAR. Tell me the story about you and your family and, and um 
and I'm looking for it right here. Oh, Humpy uh, Wheeler. That's right. That's right. So, yes, I love Jimmy Johnson. Hendrick Motorsports. We're good friends with Alex Bowman, of course, and we've befriended Ryan Blaney here recently. Love some NASCAR. So when I was growing up, six years old, got to see my first race, actually, 1986. Uh, I think it was the uh, either the Winn-Dixie 500, I'm not sure, Bristol Motor Speedway. That's where I grew up in Bristol, Tennessee. Um, Dale Earnhardt won it and his Wrangler Gene Machine, him and, and Rusty Wallace fought it out. Rusty Wallace in his Kodiak car. But they're in Thunder Valley. Um, and then my dad was good friends with lots of people in, in the industry, NASCAR industry. And they come to town. So Bruton Smith hired uh, um, Humpy Wheeler uh, to be spokesperson promoter for Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, my dad just knew him uh, you know, through other friends. And it would rain every spring race, April. They would get rained out or there would be delayed. And they would let us out of school now in Sullivan County because there's just so much traffic. So right. that's how country I am. They let us out of school for the race. Um, so, so, yeah, so uh, Humpy was in town. And I think they just they were sick and tired of us, like, having to stay home from school for multiple days. My dad had to get back to work. So my dad would, uh, him and a few of his other friends, would just be like, hey, somebody get Humpy on the phone, get him down there with a big old tarp, see if he can put it over. <laughs> Rowdy, let everybody know how they can follow you on social media, how they can find your music. I want to make sure I get this in here. No worries. Okay, so search Rowdy Dixie Original on Instagram. Uh, I am Rowdy on Facebook. Um, if you just type in Rowdy Dixie Original on Google, you'll find it. If you go to YouTube, uh, Riley Anglin or Rowdy Dixie Original. Um, if you go to uh, – uh, uh, hold on, my mind just went – anyway, uh, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, um, any of the music outlets everywhere. Um, just search for Rowdy. And if you want to know a song in reference to search for, you can search Rowdy the Road or Rally, Rowdy Balladeer. Um, you'll find it. And the last two songs I put out are Diamonds and Hanging On. So search Rowdy Diamonds and you'll see Rowdy and Dixie Original. And that's the re most recent single that came out. And it's the song that's on that video montage. I love it. I love it. Your music's great. And uh, I encourage all of you to go check out his uh, hats and T-shirts as well because they're super sweet. Whoever designed them did a great job for you. And I guess that is about time. I appreciate it. we got to do this again because I didn't even get halfway through all my questions, plus all the fan questions for you. So we got to make sure we do this again <laughs> real soon. Again, everybody, I'm Johnny D., the motivational cowboy, telling all of you, be safe, have fun, and have yourself an outstanding day. Thanks again. We'll see you next time right here on NRM Streamcast. Cheers.